Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Ah, delightful. Today is, say it with me, people, it is Friday. Woohoo! Uh, February 9th. And uh, yeah, I w was talking with a friend of mine, and I'll just out her, CM Niscosta, who posted a uh, TikTok reel, what have you, short video yesterday on her pretty new uh, special editions for a Polycon and a couple other conferences. But she started talking about saying how it was already eight week, eight days, sorry, eight days into the new year and XYZ moving books around, all this kind of thing. And so I messaged her and I said, you do realize that the new year does not start on February 1st. And she said, yes, it does. That she goes on a fiscal year of February 1st to January 31st. And she doesn't know how the rest of us budget January and figure out our ROI by not doing it that way. Um, so for the record, I do think she's crazy. Um, <laughs> taxes are still on the calendar here. But I do think it's an interesting point because it does bring up the fact that in doing author finances, uh, in planning our lives and so forth, that we do not have to treat um, the calendar year as written in stone. Many corporations work on different fiscal years. I always found it confusing personally, but but it's true. You can make the year be whatever you want. Um I think it's a little confusing to your readers if you go on and say that it's eight days into the new year, when for most of us, it is 39 days into the new year. But she can live in whatever universe she wants to, clearly. Good morning. <laughs> so um, let's see. I have things to tell you all. Uh, if you are in the Santa Fe area or want to be, can arrange to be at the last moment, we are doing a panel tomorrow at Beastly Books. The delightful Vela Roth is coming up from El Paso and will be here in person with me. And then online from the other side of the world, we will have AJ Lancaster and AK Mulford. And uh, we are going to be talking about our romanticy era, like we are Taylor Swift. Um, I did not come up with that title, but it's cute. Um, of course, romanticy is the uh, very hot portmanteau word for what we write. I, I've been noticing that like on the podcast, I still, still say epic fantasy romance, and I should maybe change that at some point, but I don't know. There, it's interesting because there are a fair number of people who find romanticy to be very cringe, um, mostly older, like my age, older people. Um, I don't know if it's like the portmanteau nature. Uh, one reader complained to me, and, and she's a woman my age, you know, a very smart professional woman, and she felt like it was taking the romance out of it. Um, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. But I think I'm more flexible about language than a lot of people. Anyway, the panel will also be online. Uh, we are going to be streaming. I had to look. It'll be streaming on Instagram Live right here for some of you who are watching on Instagram Live. Um, you all watch this in many different places. So 
But at any rate, uh, it'll be at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. So, yeah, it should be a fun conversation. If you um, feel like listening in, please do so. We may even have opportunities to answer questions and so forth. So I've made a list today, aren't I organized? I also wanted to tell you that um, <laughs> it's funny because rem remember to tell you all that we sold Italian rights on Onira on Monday and people commented, uh, made me realize that I need to keep up more on the, uh, the news, the exciting news, because since then we also sold Russian rights to Onira. Uh, yeah, isn't that great? It was interesting because uh, Agent Sarah did ask me if I had reservations about selling to Russia, given how annoyed we all are with Russia at this point in time. And my nose is running. I had to pause there. Um, and various ways that I could do this um, mitigating factors she had kind of gone through with other authors. And, but one thing she said is that the Russian people are not the Russian government, which I think we all feel having been through um, a really terrible American government. Uh, <laughs> we won't go into that, but um, I did see, I, I guess I will go into that. I did see some uh, old white guy being interviewed the other day wearing his MAGA hat uh, saying that America needed a dictator. Looks like, oh, well, yeah, that's the American way. Thanks. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I do very much believe that the Russian people are not the Russian government. And she said, and the Russian people deserve my books because she's a, a good agent. Uh, but the other part for me, and you all, most of you have not read Onira yet. But a big piece of it for me is that Onira is about the devastation of war in part. Um, and it's about the lengths that decent people will go to to avert a devastating war. And I feel, yeah, like <laughs> very good about getting this particular book into that part of the world at this time. Which is a great thing about being a writer, right? That you get to put that message out there. Uh, a little update on that. I, you know, I talked on Monday about those horrible contest comments that I got and people sent me very nice notes about it and I appreciate it. Um, and I'm glad I said something to the contest coordinator about it because those comments did get in my head. I've been thinking about them all this week. You know, like every time I'm going, just trying to write on the book that is now the first order of the Fey Realms, I'm questioning my word choices because, you know, I keep hearing that snarky voice saying, you know, words that readers have to go look up. Uh, I've been seeing a fair amount of that. I kind of went to look for it and then I decided that's a rabbit hole I don't need. But I did see like in passing on threads, which I am feeling like threads is not a happy place. <laughs> it's 
interesting because I know I'm going off on a tangent. I will come back. Um, I did post to threads this morning more than an hour ago and said, for those of you noticing contentious content here in threads, remember that threads equals meta equals Facebook, which was notoriously discovered to have elevated upsetting content to increase engagement. And interestingly, there have been like no likes on it in over an hour now, almost two. Uh, so I have more to say about social media. But, um, yeah, I did see, like, going by a reader saying something like um, that they, why did there have to be difficult words in books and that they didn't want to have to think while reading. And it's like, you know, okay, there's books for all kinds of people. It's an, it's an interesting part of our culture today with all of the book banning that's going on, right, that... There are, it's not enough for people to just be able to choose the books they want to read, but that they also like want the books that they don't want to read to not exist. It's, um, it's a weird thing. It's a funny, it's a funny world. Um, I've been struggling with writing First Order of the Fey Realms. Uh, I don't know why. It's just been, this has been a hard book for me to write. When Agent Sarah and I had our meeting a couple of weeks ago uh, and talked about it, she asked me if I was enjoying writing it, which I, it wasn't small talk. It wasn't the usual, oh, you know, are you enjoying writing it? That kind of thing. She wanted to know. Um, and I think we will see how this, comes out because it is interesting. And all of my friends keep saying to me in um, very smug ways that I actually don't mind. It's like a, a joint celebration smugness, if that makes sense. But like when I say, oh, and now I sold Russian rights to this book and all of that, they say, well, guess it was the book you were supposed to be writing. And that doesn't happen very often, right? That I get a book that just lands on me and insists on being written. Dark Wizard. <coughs> Excuse me. I get all choked up about it. Um, choke on my coffee. Dark Wizard was like that. It, it really wanted to be written. Um, but in general, and I know I've talked about this many times, there is simply not a correlation between the books that write easily or that you love writing and the books that do well. But every once in a while there is. So I think Sarah is interested to see like how this book comes out. Um, it's not that I'm not liking writing it. It's just been a challenge. And that was what I said to her. You know, it's, it's a lot of action scenes and it's hard for me to write action scenes. Why did I think that it was a great idea to start with? I don't know, but I did. And, and that's a thing about writing too, is that you start out um, with an idea and, and I know I've talked about this, but it's probably worth revisiting that uh, there's some good advice out there. I heard it from John Scalzi that you 
in figuring out which ideas to pursue that one technique is when you have an idea that you kind of play with it for a little bit and then you set it aside. And if you still remember it the next day, then you play with a little bit more and then you set it aside. Uh, and then it fits there the next week and the next month. And I think for him, like he even went to like a year, if like a year later, you still have that idea because presumably you're working on other things. If you're a career writer, you're going to be working on other things and you can't chase the new shiny, right? That's one of the rules. And it's funny. I just sort of lost my train of thought there. I blinked. Um, I, I have been working hard on this book and I think it is, I can feel a little bit of book brain going on, even though I've not got a massive amount of words this week. Um, it's clearly taking it out of me. So that's kind of a good thing. But anyway, he says like a year later, if it's still there, then it's maybe an idea with staying power. And I think that's a very interesting way to go about it. And it's interesting too, for me, that this is an idea that I had, I think two years ago. Um, cause I remember talking to agent Sarah about it at our annual meeting, not last January, but the January before. So yeah. And, and I had the idea I, you know, before that, so I've had this idea for a long time, which I mean, it does have staying power and she really liked it. Um, so, so we've been going with it and it got lots of interest on submission, right? Including from the film scouts. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. Um, I, you know, it's that ongoing observation, right? That I talk about a whole lot that you pay attention to how your process works. It's different for every book. Um, and you just never know, you never know what's going to be successful. It's, it's the unpredictability of the business. What you do know, and I think this is really important to keep in mind is that the one thing you can control is writing the book. And when I say that, I occasionally have people push back at me and say, but I can't control even that. And it's like, well, control is maybe the, the wrong word. It is the one thing that is completely within your power that does not rely on anyone else. Um, and I totally get that. Sometimes it feels like you don't have a lot of direct power over how well the book writes or how many words you can write on it a day, that kind of thing. It's yeah, that's the, the creative energy, what have you, maybe it's there, maybe it's not, but it is the one aspect of the whole thing that depends on no one else. Right. Uh, you know, even if the self-publishers out there are wanting to jump up and down and say, yes, but I control the whole process. It's like, but do you, I mean, you still rely on software that belongs to other people. You rely on Amazon, right? You have all of these other factors plus the readers, right? You've got the readers out there who like maybe don't want to have to look up the words you use. So there are all these things that are beyond your control. 
And I'm circling back around now to social media because social media is one of those things that is beyond your control. And I say this because, and I was talking with a couple people about it yesterday, we both like looked at threads in the morning, uh, which clearly I have to stop doing. And people were freaking out about uh, the algorithm and the, you know, posts getting suppressed and, you know, like, how do we bump up the algorithm to, to get engagement? And some of the people uh, who are talking about this are Instagram influencers, right? Or threads influencers. It's the same thing. And see aforementioned threads equals Instagram equals Meta equals Facebook. Um, so yeah, there are people who are trying to make their living off of this, right? Uh, same with TikTok, right? These, you know, they build up these big audiences and then they get paid to influence people. And, and I even saw one creator saying, well, that they'd had a call with Meta and because they'd reached out to her because they care about their creators. And I was thinking, no, they don't. They don't care about creators. They care about their program working and they care about making money. And the, the rest is incidental. Uh, if they feel like you're doing well for them, then maybe they'll like you better. But this whole idea that they care is, is not true. Um, and the algorithm, this whole thing around trying to manipulate the algorithm and people freaking out. <laughs> I mean, really getting emotional about, you know, how many people are seeing their posts and the insights and all of this kind of thing. And it's, to me, it's like, it's the new superstition, right? It's like, these are the kind of tangible gods of our era who can either give blessings or curses and you might as well sacrifice a dove to Mark Zuckerberg for all of the good it will do you. If you are an author and you are spending time and energy worrying about your social media influence, then I urge you, not, don't, just let it go. It is in one of those vast realms of things that are not within your control and doing these modern superstitious practices of like trying to wait things so that the algorithm will work with you. It's, it's not worth it. You know, what's worth it spending the time and energy on your writing. So that feels like a good place to stop for Friday. Uh, I hope you all have a fabulous weekend. I hope that you, um, I'm just going to hope that you go out and spend some time working on the thing that is important to you and that is within your control. That's what life is about. And I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.